Are you looking for some real estate deals that you could offer to your clients? Or some tips, advice, and tricks that could help you amp up your real estate investing skills? Subscribe now in Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ will provide you all the tools you need to find and evaluate real estate deals. Visit us at www.realestateiq.co to learn more. Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding. This event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding, 45,000 leads every month. Right now, I'll be giving the floor to Diego so he could um, introduce his guest. Diego? All right. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for uh, letting us again share great information and also to have the investor community meet amazing people that drive this industry. And one of the things I want to let everybody know about Ventures, and just for attending this evening, if you, if you scan or take a picture of that QR code, we're giving out free one-on-one training sessions and register at InvestorRealEstateTraining.com. Um, I know there's a little issue there with the formatting. I apologize for that. But uh, we are a team of investors built by investors to help investors and these one-on-one training sessions are 100% about identifying the direction of where you are, where you want to go, and most of all, aligning yourself with the right people. And so with that, our investor base and members have always talked about senior assisted living, residential senior assisted living. And I think out of, I, I attended one of Jim Garino's weekend events, and I was completely blown away. I, I, I had to tell our staff, we need to be able to talk to him. We need to be able to get him out in front of as many people as possible, which he already does. And, um, and thanks to Real Estate IQ, uh, we are very fortunate to be able to have Gene on. And uh, I, I really look forward to, to being able to be on a platform with you, sir. If, you, if you're ready to go live here. Um, I am. We are ready yeah. to rock. I thought one of the, one of the neatest things that, that I was able to see from you, Gene, is that you actually, the, 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 the most interesting man in the world, the Dos Equis guy, you gave him a car. <laughs> I gave him a car. I gave him a Jaguar. <laughs> You gave him a Jaguar. That is ultimate coolness right there, man. I just had to tell you, that was so great. Uh, and, and he loves it too. It's a convertible Jaguar and where he lives, he gets to enjoy it a lot more than I do. Uh, I think in the picture, he was really enjoying it. So you're, you're a good man and definitely we like to align ourselves with good people. So welcome, sir. And, and the floor is yours. And, and again, congratulations on a wonderful company and a, and a wonderful family. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. You give them all a big round of applause. You've got your, your ability to chat and all that down there. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and share this info right here. And let's see. I'm going to pull it up here make sure we are ready to rock. You don't need to see that part. You've already seen that part. But we're going to go here. So you can see my screen? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I just want to make sure you got it. So I'm going to go through a I'm going to give this to you in like a fire hose. So I hope you guys are ready. I'm going to give you about 30 minutes of information and then we'll just do Q and a, because I know at that point you'll have questions you want to get answered. So you don't necessarily have to type it in the chat right now, but get ready. Here it comes. So what I do is what's called residential assisted living. We actually have a group of companies called the AL family assisted living family. We've owned and operated assisted living homes for seven and a half years. We literally have trained thousands and thousands of people all across the U S and even in 
internationally who have now come to our training, uh, people from all over the world to learn how to do it themselves. So I'm going to be teaching you tonight the basics of it so you understand what the opportunity is on a real estate side as well as a business side, and you can decide how you want to play. So the REL Academy is all about teaching people like yourself how to get into this industry itself. It is a real estate play and a business play, but we're changing the industry. And when I say disrupting the industry, just like Uber did with taxis and just like Airbnb did with hotels, we're doing it with senior housing. You know, most people think of senior housing, they think of a big, huge building, a big, huge complex, something like a converted hotel or a converted hospital. Well, that's not what we do. And the newer facilities that are being built are like country clubs, and that's not what we do. I'm going to explain exactly what it is that we do, but let me explain why we do it first. The opportunity. In 1960, this is what the demographic breakdown looked like in the U.S., male and female from zero to 85 plus. Now, in 2060, and we're almost there now, time is moving fast, this is what it's projected to look like. The key here that I'm talking about is this demographic, that's 75 plus. In 1960, 10 million people. In 2060, they're projecting 30 million people. And the key is there is no room in the end for them. Many of them are going to need assistance and a place to live, and that's a huge opportunity for us. Now, for me, it all began with a phone call. And I like to share this because you probably are a real estate investor. You've got a certain mindset of either I find an asset and I improve it and I sell it, or I find it and I buy it and I hold it. But it's about the money, the cash flow. And I, I know because I've been a real estate investor for 40 years now, when I bought a house and I fixed it up and I sold it or rented it to somebody else, I guarantee they didn't appreciate all the hard work that I put in, you put in. So that idea of doing something good for other people just never was fulfilled for me. But my mom, the phone rang and it was my sister, Ann. She was giving me a call and she said, Gene, mom fell. I said, what are you talking about? I'm thousands of miles away. She's telling me my mother fell. And I said, what do you mean she fell? She said she fell out of bed last night. And when she was trying to get back into bed, she leaned against the footboard on her bed and cracked her rib. She's in the hospital. You got to get out here right now. My heart stopped. My whole world stopped. Not about money anymore, it's mom. So I flew out there and when I saw mom, I realized this was the beginning of a whole new chapter. Now I had heard about residential assisted living 20 years prior to that, but there was nobody willing to teach me or show me how it's done. I didn't know much about it at all, just like most of you. But at this moment in time, I knew that my mom needed help. And I also knew that we couldn't just quit our jobs, not take care of our kids to take care of mom in person. We could hire somebody to come into the house and take care of mom. That's $23 per hour, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. That's four or $5,000 a month. But we're still watching her in the nights and on the weekends. So what do you do if mom needs 24-hour care? And that's when it struck us. Maybe we have to think about putting mom into a home. And as soon as we thought it, we felt guilty. I'm sure many of you have felt the same way if you have parents or grandparents. So we looked, we looked for something that we would be proud to have our mom put in, where she'd be safe and loved and well taken care of. And bottom line is we couldn't find it. And that's when I vowed to create it, a home that I'd be proud to have my own mother move into. And I knew if I did, there'd be literally millions of people across the country who wanted that too. And I was right. So what we do at the AL family is dedicated to my mom, Marie Garino. Now this is my father in-law and my mother-in-law. We just did a Zoom session with them as a family. He's doing pretty well, but he's just now going on and getting hospice services. So a hospice worker is coming to the house to help take care and he's getting closer to the end. But it's good to know that I can say, hey, Les, Claire, if you ever need 
help, you're more than welcome to move into one of my residential assisted living homes and you can live for free. I'm going to give you a, a little guarantee, you know, right up front. I guarantee you're all going to get involved in assisted living one way or the other. Either the real estate, the business, or you or a family member may be lying in a bed writing a check to somebody who does. Right now, you've got a choice on how you get involved, but you're all going to get involved one way or the other. Now, tonight, I'm going to share with you the three best ways to participate. And I'm also going to give you the five keys to success. And I'm going to go through this kind of rapidly. And at the end, if you'd like more information, I've got good news for you. You know, Diego, you asked me to do this, so I will. I wrote a book this year, and it's called Blueprint, How to Start Your Own Residential Assisted Living Business. Stick with me right to the end, and I'm going to give you a copy of this book. So that's my gift to you, and here it is. Five keys to success in doing this, but the formula. This is something I added just for you, for this group, because Real Estate IQ, I knew that you would want this. For those of you who are thinking, I just want to own the real estate or be on the investment side, I'm going to give you a very specific formula, the OLO formula that I created, and I'm going to share that with you tonight in addition. So stick around right to the end, and I'll do that for you. Now, a little background. I've been doing real estate since I was 18 years old. I first commercial was 25. Fix and flip, buy and hold apartments, small units, everything all the way up. 20 plus businesses in the last 40 plus years. Professional musician, recording studio, music school, all kinds of things there. In addition, I'm a certified financial planner for over 20 years in the U.S. and almost 10 years now in Australia. In addition to that, I've trained over 300,000 people worldwide. And thank you, Diego, and the team here in Real Estate IQ for inviting me here. Uh, you know, I love teaching people. I'm, I'm I'm a teacher by nature, and I love to see the sparkle in your eye, but more importantly, when you do something with the information. I've written books, and I've hosted radio shows, and uh, the books I've written in Assisted Living, one is The Insider's Guide to Investing in Senior Housing, and then Blueprint, which just came out this year, How to Start Your Own Residential Assisted Living Business. I'm going to give that to you as my gift later tonight. In addition to that, I've been married for 35 years to the love of my life. I've got four incredible kids, three of which who work with me, plus a daughter-in-law, a son-in-law, and a future son-in-law, two brothers, and everybody else involved with the company is considered family. And I've got two grandkids. So in 60 seconds, there I am on a personal basis. Now, I remember the first time I met Robert Kiyosaki. He came up to me and said, hey, 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 you're the assisted living guy. I've got questions for you. And I said to him, whoa, moment of zen. You, the purple book guy, you're asking me questions? And it blew me away. But he and his wife, Kim, they had a property they were looking to not release to the, to the tenants who were there. And they were thinking of knocking it down and building a big, huge assisted living community. And he wanted to pick my brain. So I did. And it was a lot of fun to share with him. Here's the insights of where to do, what to do, how to do it, and so on. But his whole message in Rich Dad, Poor Dad is getting out of the rat race. And the older I get, the more I realize this is easier than people think. I think when you're young, you go for the quick something, fix and flip, I made 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand. But after taxes and overhead, it, it's a grind. You're on that wheel. What you really want is that consistent residual income. And you need to know your number. And I'm gonna encourage you to write this down right now. Grab a pen, I mean that, grab a pen, a real live pen and a piece of paper, not your computer and not your phone. Write it down physically, it helps your mind. Write down a dollar sign, and then write down how much money you need on a monthly basis to magically appear in your bank account for you to be financially free. Go ahead and write it down. How much do you need on a monthly basis for the, the house, the kids, the food, the fun, the car, whatever it is, write it down. 
And don't go pie in the sky, million dollars a month, I'll figure it out. What's your real number? That's your number. That's your goal. You reach that, you're free. Now you can do what you want because you want to do it, not because you have to do it. You can do it as long as you want, as much as you want, as little as you want. Right now, I don't have to do anything, but I still love doing a lot of things. So it's not about the money anymore. But how much do you need? What's your number? Now, if you did that, if you wrote it down, just go ahead and put it in the chat. Go ahead and put it in the chat right now. How much do you need on a monthly basis? I'm just kind of curious because I'm guessing if you did what I just asked you to, and there's a reason why I'm asking you to do that, go ahead and write it in. How much do you need on a monthly basis to be financially free? What's your number? 10K, Nick, thank you. Who else wrote down a number? And if you didn't write it down, just put it in the chat right here, right now. 190K a month, Luis, is that a year or is that a month? If that's a month, there you go, 10 a month, cool. Got it, or we just added a nine, I love it. You got a nice lifestyle, Luis. So who else, 25,000 a month, there you go. Now there is no right or wrong answer, it's your number, it's your number, and that's the key. But most of you, somebody said 20,000, 20,000, I've got a couple 20,000, 25,000, couple of 10,000s, got it. Now if you could do that, Get all the money that you need from just one single family home, would it be worth learning? That's why they invited me on here, because that's what I do and that's what you can do. It's completely up to you, but it's your number. Last year at the New Orleans Investors Conference, Robert and I were both invited to speak at the same event. And I said, Robert, how is your project coming along? And he said, great, we got a $120 million loan to do our project. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, man, am I glad I'm not competing with him. Because we live in the same state, same city, but I'm glad I'm not competing with Robert and Brookdale and Sunrise and Atria. See, he's going to fill 200 beds. Our homes might have 10 beds. A lot easier to fill 10 than it is 200. And the returns, the ROI, the return on that investment for us, because it's smaller, more controlled, less overhead and waste, can be a whole lot better. Now, Scaling it, we can do that too. But our national convention, we just had our fourth annual one this year. I invited Robert to speak at last year's national convention. He absolutely was happy to do that. We had a great time. I, uh, I made sure that he didn't drop the F-bomb too many times on stage and he did. He really was well behaved. So I appreciated that. <clears throat> In addition, just like Diego, you mentioned, I also invited Jonathan Goldsmith. You know him as the most interesting man in the world at Dos Equis Beer to be one of our, our guests as well. But it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. And uh, hanging out with these guys, you know, Robert's 73 right now. Jonathan is actually 82 years old right now. But people who are older than I am that get it. They're looking back and they're saying, ah, I see it now. I think the older I get, the older people are. A lot of times they see a faster way to get somewhere or a more meaningful end result. Now, this year's national convention, we had over a thousand participants. We did it virtually and it was fantastic. And one of the things we've all learned is that virtual can be a wonderful way to go. So now, I want you to think this through. Why residential assisted living? Why you and why right now? Those are the questions that when an answer comes to you, I want you to write it down in your pad because frankly, it's about you, not me, not Diego, not Jeff, not, it's about you. So why should you do this and why now? Well, let's see if we can find an answer. And if you can, do it. And if not, don't, it's that simple. But if your answer was, well, I want consistent cash flow. And if I were to say the average one single family home average in US doing residential assisted living can net you $10,000 a month. For many of you, you're already there. You fulfilled your dream with one home. You can do it in the next six months. Some of you said 20 or 25, you can do it with one bigger, nicer home. And I'll show you that, or you can do it with two homes, but you can do it too in the next 12 months. We can make it happen. 
When I say residential, let's break it down. What are the options for a single family home? We can fix it, flip it, wholesale it, make 10, 20, 50 grand, but it's one and done. I got to go find another one. I'm unemployed until I do. It's getting tougher and tougher every day to find great deals. You and I both know that. Second, rental home. I can buy it, hold it, rent it out, make $100 a door. Now that's okay when you're 18, but today that wouldn't pay for a round of golf. If you're saying I need 10 grand a month, how do we get there faster? Well, we could divide up the home, rent it out as a group home. Instead of the home for two grand, we rent out each bedroom for $1,000. So now our gross revenue is four grand instead of two grand, and our profit is maybe 2,100 instead of 100. So that's a great way to go. Or short-term rentals, Airbnb, and we've all heard this, we know this, but this model right here, unexpected. Nobody thought that would ever happen. Nobody even had a clue that they would say, you can't even rent them out for a period of time. A lot of those people are struggling, but now they're looking at it saying, maybe I can use that home for residential assisted living. Maybe I can repurpose that student housing where the students aren't on campus anymore for residential assisted living. Maybe I can take that big house that normally I would have passed on because I can't rent it out and cash flow it. I can't fix it and flip it easily. Maybe I could use that for residential assisted living and make a whole lot more. So if any of that sounded familiar or attractive to you, keep listening. Wayne Gretzky, the hockey player, is always quoted when he's asked, how come you're so good? You're not that big. You're not that strong. You're not that fast. And his answer is simple. I go to where the puck is going. Foreclosures, REOs, that was 10 years ago. McMansions, that was five years ago. What's in the future for the next 20 years? Senior housing. Baby boomers have been driving the world's economy for 70 years, and their last stop is assisted living. So what is this residential assisted living, Gene? Well, it's a group residence for seniors. Not one senior in one home, but a group of seniors in a home. Maybe five, maybe 10, maybe 15 of them. Gene, you're warehousing grandma. No, we do it in a luxury style. You'd be proud to have your own mom move in. But they're not there having a vacation. It's not a retirement home. It's not pickleball and golf and tennis. They're there because they need assistance. Nobody moves into an assisted living anything unless they need assistance with their activities of daily living. Simply put, that's everything you did after you hit the snooze alarm. Dressing, bathing, eating, medication management, and so much more. So when I say senior housing or assisted living, it's not this. That's your typical nursing home. Put some barbed wire around the roof and it's a prison. And it's not this, the show from the 80s. Four mature women living together, taking care of each other. It's neither of those, but it's right in between. It's a residential home in a residential neighborhood. It's a home, not a hospital. It's a home in a neighborhood. Inside the home, it's a beautiful place. You'd be proud to live there. You'd be proud to have your own mom or your dad live there. The home itself, we furnish it. Those seniors don't bring their stuff. They move in. We provide all of the beds, the family room, the kitchen, all of the details there. And it's a group of seniors. You'll notice in the picture, there's more women than men. Why is that? They're killing us off. Now I'm joking. That's a joke. Like, no. Statistically, women will outlive men. Husband and wife, he goes, she stays a year, five years, 10 years. More women than men in assisted living homes. But it's a home, not a hospital. That's why I put this picture up. It's not doctors and nurses and gurneys, but it's not safe for them to be at home alone. The kids can't quit their job and stay at mom's house all the time. So they bring mom here. She needs assistance, but it's not medical. So I kind of laid the groundwork, and before I get into all the money you can make doing this, which I know you want to hear about, do good and do well. That's our motto at the AL family, at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. 
Doing well means make a lot of money. And I know you all want to do that. But doing good means helping other people, leaving a legacy, leaving something behind that's important, valuable, and good. And if you like the combination, then stick with me. This is that do good in action. This is a bulletin board with uh, pictures of right here. These are thank you notes from families saying, thank you for taking care of mom. Here's a check for $6,000 and thank you for taking care of dad. How many of you would love to get thank you notes along with massive checks for thousands of dollars and get 10 of them every single month from one single family home? So what is it that you really want? You know, we can talk about a lot of different things, but I think really when you boil it down, it comes down to just a couple of things. One, you want to be at the right place at the right time. And with the baby boomers, you are. It's a silver tsunami of seniors that's coming and you cannot stop it. It's literally like seeing a stock chart 10 years in advance. How many of you wish you saw Bitcoin as a stock available to you as an investment 10 years ago? Or Google, or Facebook, or Apple, etc. You get the point. We know exactly what's coming and you cannot stop it. So right now, timing is good. You're not on the bleeding edge. You're right widening the wave into shore because we've already cut our teeth. We know what to do. So right time, right place. Second thing we want is less competition. When you think about it out there, all the things that people do as real estate investors are very, very similar. Fix and flip, wholesale, foreclosure, Airbnb, vacation rentals, rent homes, apartments, storage units, mobile homes. But does anybody you know do residential assisted living besides me? But it's the biggest need in town. It's the largest growing need for the next 20 years. And you really don't need a crystal ball to figure it out. But here's the stats, just in case you want it. With 77 million baby boomers, and baby boomers are not in assisted living yet. They're eight years away. The average age in assisted living closer to mid-80s. The first baby boomers are mid-70s. They're eight, 10 years away. But there's 10,000 people a day turning 65 and eight, I'm sorry, 4,000 people a day turning 85. And that right there is the super seniors. That's the fastest growing demographic on planet Earth. That's 1.4 million people this year and every year for the next 20 years in the U.S. alone, 1.4 million turning 85. Hundreds of thousands of them will need a place to live and care, being taken care of. But they're only adding about 20, 30,000 beds even right now in this market here and now, 20, 30,000 beds a year but there's hundreds of thousands of people every single year in addition to what's there today that need help. That's a big opportunity. 90% of all those seniors would rather stay at home. That's according to a survey at AARP, but 70% will need help with those activities of daily living. We'd all like to think that mom and dad can take care of themselves till they live till they pass away, but many of them can't. We'd all like to think we can just quit our job or somebody in the family is going to step up and be that full-time caregiver, but many people can't. There's a lot of people that will need a lot of help, and that's the opportunity. They're going to need a home and assistance, and you can do this. It's not just Robert Kiyosaki. It's not just me. It's all kinds of people who are telling you this. The demographic cliff, the New York Times bestseller, Harry S. Den Jr., a friend who was at our national convention last year, page 90 says the opportunity of our lifetimes, that's a bold statement, in real estate and development, real estate development and business is likely to be nursing homes and assisted living. Guys, this is it. It's the place to be. Questions I always get, Gene, I'm not a doctor or a nurse or a caregiver. Can I do this? Yes. Gene, I have a home that I'm thinking might be good for this. Could I use that? Maybe. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. All right, Gene, forget all that. How much money can I really make? I'm going to get there. I'm going to show it to you right now. 
the three best ways to participate. Remember, there's a real estate play as well as a business play. So you can do either or both. So on the real estate side, the first way is own it and lease it. Let's say long-term lease, five-year lease. Let's say twice the fair market rent. So how many of you who own real estate would love to get a, a tenant who's willing to sign a five-year lease at twice the market rent? Of course you are. Why would they be willing to pay you twice the market rent? Because they're not the real estate investor you are. See, here's the part the most real estate pros don't figure out or don't understand. Business people own businesses, run businesses. Real estate people own real estate, and that is their business. So you understand the real estate part, but that business owner is saying, I don't want to own that real estate. I want to be a tenant. You're saying, that sounds bizarre. Why would somebody want to do that? doesn't matter. That's what they do. Virtually every store you walk into, the owner of that store does not own the building. Somebody else does. So if you want to own the building and be the real estate investor, they're willing to pay you rent. Why would they pay you more than it costs for your mortgage? Why would they pay you more than they could buy it for and pay the because they're interested in the cash flow it produces. It's significant. The second is own the real estate and operate the business. That's where I'm going to spend a little time on because I think you've gotten the real estate play. Twice the market rent, five-year lease, low-impact tenants. It's a no-brainer. You're right. But this part is what allows you to make that 10, 15, 20,000 a month, a month from a single family home. I'm going to spend more time on that. But the third is be a private lender or joint venture partner. There's a lot of people with a lot of money out there right now, and they are scared out of their pants. You saw the stock market go down last week, then it went up today. And that's the way it is. It's this ever up and down roller coaster. You know, they sit around there with their calculator. You got my HP 12C from 25 years ago. They sit around with their calculator, their statements, their yellow pads of paper, and they're like, what in the world am I going to do? Money in the bank earns me zero. Bonds guaranteed by the cities and the states earn 4%, but they're bankrupt. And they're saying, what can I do? And they don't know what you know. They don't have the opportunities you have. They've got one thing, money. And they need to invest it. But some of you are saying, Gene, that's me. I want to write a check and get a great return with something behind it like real estate and doing something good. Well, great. I'll show you a formula for that if you want to do that as well. Well, how much does assisted living cost? I mean, before we can figure out how much we can make, we need to figure out what does it cost? And the facts and the figures I'm going to give you come from a long-term care insurance company called Genworth. Genworth.com forward slash cost of care. Right now in the U.S., according to Genworth, $4,051 per person per month for a private room in assisted living is what it costs. $4,051. I'm going to round that down to $4,000 per person per month. And let's say you had a home that's licensed for 10. That could be five bedrooms with two people in a room. It could be 10 separate bedrooms. It could be a smaller home, two, 3,000 square feet, or it could be a bigger, nicer home like I have, four, five, 6,000 square feet. But I'm using 10 because it's easy math and you can understand this. So 4,000 per person is average. I want you to do above average, but let's start here. That's potential gross income of 40,000 from a single home in a single month. Well, Gene, what are the expenses that go with that? Well, the overhead, the expenses are just like your home budget with that middle part that's different, the caregivers, because you don't have caregivers at home, facility manager, you don't have somebody managing your home, your life. So what does that look like? Well, I'm going to put up a number, 25,000, and I'm going to put up a number, another number, 15,000. Well, that's a $10,000 difference. But truly what it is, is the difference between doing everything yourself and paying somebody else to do a lot of it. 
I'm not interested in being a caregiver or manager. I'm not going to fill in a shift when somebody calls off. That's not what I do. I have a team that does those things for me. So when I say 25,000, I'm going to say that's the number we're going to choose. Let's be conservative. We're not the manager. We're not the caregiver. We're not there 40 hours a week, not 20 hours a week, not even 10 if you don't want to be. 25,000 for the expenses and the vacancy, and you should plan on that as well. Last piece is debt service. Think average, average, average in the U.S. today, 2,500 square foot house, four bed, two bath, maybe two grand to rent it. Let's call it five grand, twice the market rent. And even if you lease the home, forget owning it so far, even if you lease the home, that's going to net you $10,000. Do you understand why somebody could lease the home from you for more than twice of the market rent and still be happy with that? Because they're making a boatload of money. That's almost twice the household income average in America today. And that's just an average home. Most of you, if you have a parent or loved one who's ever been in assisted living, you're saying, I wish it were four grand. It's been a whole lot more expensive. Yeah, five, six. I was on Ron Legrand's. We were having a conversation just the other day. And he said, Gene, four grand is ridiculous. I was paying six grand for my parents. And Ron's not a young guy. So that was a while ago. So I'm telling you, five grand is not a big deal. Same number times 10, 50,000. Your expenses are the same. See, that's the interesting thing. Regardless of what you charge, your expenses are the same. We might want to do it in a bigger, nicer house. So let's add two grand to the debt service there. So now it's 7,000. You're still netting 18, which is 216 a year. And if you can't quite squeeze by on that, let's just go one step higher, a little bigger and nicer. Maybe it's 6,000 per person and it's 14 beds. By the way, Diego, in Texas, you can have up to 16 beds. They consider that a small facility in Texas. So right there, that's potential gross income of 84000 a month. Let's add another caregiver, a chef, better food, all of that, and let's put it in a nicer house. Now we're netting forty or four eighty. Now, if you can do one of those and be financially free, imagine doing three of those or more. That's what we call a three-pack, and I'll briefly describe that. But the five keys to your success start with the first one, location. Not mountaintop, oceanfront, it's the demographics that counts. I put it down this way. Level five is the nicest home in your area, the nicest neighborhood. Level one, the dregs. You don't even want to slow down, let alone have your mom move in. The sweet spot is level three, level four. So not the middle and below, but above the middle, but not the top of the top, the cream of the crop. From a dollar standpoint, that's that four to $8,000 per person per month range. And that works all over the country. Keep in mind, a more expensive market, San Jose, Maui, it's going to be a lot more expensive, less expensive, Mississippi, Alabama, it's going to be less expensive. But the sweet spot is that four to $8,000 range, that level three, four. Now we'll teach you all that. We know how to do that. But this is an example of a blue collar neighborhood, a level one, level two. The real estate was worth 180,000 and the business was sold for 150,000 on top of it. Pause. Yep, that's what we do. We create a business out of nothing that can be sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars in the future. I had a conversation last, late last week, it was on Friday with one of our students who just had their business appraised, $1.3 million. Gene, that's insane. Yep, and I love it. <laughs> so here we go. Level one, level two is not what I focus on. This is an example of a level four, level five million dollar home. Now that right there, that four to 8,000, that range right there is really what we're looking for, but it's a business as well as a real estate play. So the second key to this is your team. If I were to ask you, how many of you want employees? Not one of you would raise your hand. And then if I were to ask you, how many of you want to do everything yourself? You would still not raise your hand. 
Then I'd ask again, how many of you want employees? You'd sheepishly say, well, I guess I do. And you're right. You can't do it all yourself. So what does that team look like? Well, this is part of the business side, the moving parts of that. And it's a three-legged stool. And this is a part of when we train people, we make sure they understand. It's a three-legged stool. Take one away, the whole stool goes down. They're equally important. So if you don't like people and you're all about money, your stool is going down. If you're all about uh, people and you don't care about money, your stool is going down the other direction. It's a three-legged stool. But your team, the first person is that administrator, the manager. That's the person who's taking care of the day-to-day -day business. Mariella was one of my managers. She started off as a caregiver, became a, a, an assistant manager, then a manager. Now she owns three of her own homes, and I'm so proud of her. So your team, the administrator, key person. Second is caregivers. They're the ones who are there taking care of the residents face-to-face, day-to-day, very important people on your team. Now, the interesting thing is, eight months ago, 10 months ago, if you asked me what's your biggest challenge, I'd say people. And I mean that in every regard, residents, family, caregivers, managers, people. But now with unemployment being eight, nine percent instead of three and a half percent, it's easier than ever to find caregivers. This is the one industry that didn't go away, will never go away because grandma still needs to be taken care of. And the interesting thing is it's typically not somebody born in the U.S. who's going to be a caregiver. They're from Romania, the Philippines, North Africa, a few from the U.S. And they're not overly paid. They're not highly paid. Minimum wage plus a couple of dollars is typically what they get paid. But they're incredibly important to us. They love what they do. They love seniors. They're not going to be a hostess at, at Starbucks. They're not going to be a retail store clerk. They love seniors. It's their passion. It's what they do. So finding them, training them, retaining them is a big part of what we show you how it's done. And clients, who is your client really? Is it the senior who lives in your home? Nope. They're living in the home. They probably didn't choose the home and they don't write the check either. It's their family that chooses the home and writes the check. So the key for the location is finding the right demographic. Somebody who's my age, 50, 60, parents are 80, 90, higher income, so I can pay for mom's care and I want to, but I want it to be close to me. Not an hour away over the river through the woods, but within 20 minutes of where I live, that's a key. And we'll go through that in great detail. But this one here, getting paid, we don't focus on Medicare and Medicaid. That's low end. That's like two grand a month. It's the equivalent of Section 8 housing in senior housing. We don't do that. I don't like getting paid two months after the fact. I want to get paid in advance. So we don't do Medicare, Medicaid. Subsidized by the VA, that's fine, but we don't focus on that. Veterans are a smaller minority, mostly male, not as many female. Most people in assisted living are female. I can't apply to the VA. The individual vet needs to go to the VA to get the check to give to me. So that's fine, but it's not what we focus on. Long-term care insurance, we love it. That's why it's in gold. But I, they come to us with the policy and then we say, we'll help you interpret it. And we love that. And we can show you how to maximize that. But this is what most people do. They use the cash they've saved, their individual retirement accounts, investments they've got, the equity in their home. And when all of that runs out, they let the kids figure it out. So that's where the money comes from. It's not Medicare and Medicaid. It's either long-term care insurance, all of their assets or their kids who are 50, 60 pay for it. And they don't ditch mom. They're not gonna move her in and then say, forget you take care of mom now. That just doesn't happen. So five keys to success. The final one is the systems. And in anything you do, you want a replicatable process. Something you can repeat again and again and again. We've done it. We know it step by step. We know exactly what to do, where to do it, what not to do, where not to do it which is even more important than the other. So those systems, real estate is a big part of it. 
It's half the play. So knowing where it should be, how to acquire it, there's seven different ways to fund the deal. What renovations must you do and what, which ones would you like to do? What's required, what's desired? They're two different things. And then the team, we need that right manager and the caregivers and how to find them, train them and retain them. And then this part here, the operations. Now that right there is what the manager does, the caregiver does, not me, the business owner. The owner of the restaurant really doesn't know what goes on behind those doors. It's the manager inside that restaurant who does. But you need policies and procedures, emergency plans, menu schedules, and everything else. And then funding. As I said, seven different ways to fund it. SBA loves this. And then partners. There are partners available if you are the real estate and you want an operational partner or vice versa. All of those things. Now, you can make a lot of money in senior housing. But if you're looking at that and saying it's all about the money, don't do it. I got it. You have to have heart. It's about the seniors. It's about treating them well and taking care of them. But if you like the idea of making the money and helping other people, you do this once, you can do it again and again and again. One manager can manage more than one home. They can manage three of yours and two of theirs. One home, if it can produce 10,000 a month or more, three of those homes would be plenty for everyone who responded to my question, the OLO formula. If you're saying, I just want to invest, I got money, I just want to invest in that. Let me give you a really easy formula that I put together for residential assisted living investing. Opportunity, location, and operator. Let me explain. The opportunity in anything you invest for, does anybody need it? I mean, right now, if you come up with a brand new fancy typewriter, bad timing for it, you're 100 years too late. Need for it? Senior housing? Absolutely. Is there a current demand? Oh, yeah. I showed you the big chart and I can show you all kinds of charts. It's growing, it's growing. And then there's a spike coming in eight years from now when the baby boomers finally hit the shore. And what's the, do the fundamentals work? If I, if they need it, can I charge enough to make money? Well, I've shown you the demographics. You see what's coming. I've shown you the numbers. So you understand what you can do. So the next one is the location. It's all about the demographics, how many people, what they make, all of that. Then the current competition, how many beds exist and are they full or are they empty? And then the third one is what's the future opportunity? Well, I've shared all that with you as well. And I told you demographically, we're not looking for the top. We're not looking for the bottom, the sweet spot, that level three, level four. Now there's a lot more to it, but you're catching it. And the operator, if you're not going to be the operator, I own, but I'm not the operator. I want somebody who either has past experience or knowledge and training and somebody who has an alignment of values. If they're all about the money and I want to help people, doesn't work. If I'm all about the money and they all they want to do is help people, doesn't work. So we're training people all over this country so that they can be the operator or they can be that real estate investor as well as the operator. You can decide which start you're going to play, but you're going to be a part of this one way or the other. But that formula, opportunity, location, and operator, that's a great formula for you to use if you want to invest in residential assisted living. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, man, this sounds good. This checks my boxes. Well, maybe this is for you. You know, you've been looking for something and maybe this is it. If what you're doing is fulfilling, you're making a ton of money and you're happy, great, just keep doing it. But my guess is some of you, your worlds have been rocked and turned upside down. And what you did six months ago is not working today. And you're even more worried about what's going to happen six months from now. You got to find something that is stable and secure and is going to be good, not just now, but in the future. And with senior housing, it's rewarding. It's unlimited. You can do as many as you want. The demand is so high. The need is so high. You can do as many as you want. Doesn't require 40 hours a week. Doesn't it provides time and financial freedom. 
I don't go to the homes. I might spend five hours a week on those homes. Meaningful. Yeah. You couldn't you pay me to do certain things that I volunteer for, but this is meaningful. We're helping people. In financial security and a downturn, check. And passing on a legacy, well, that's where I'm at, and that's where you can get as well. So we've got students all over the country, like Brad and Angie right here. They're on their third home. Here I am standing in front of their very first home, and the really cool thing, they actually, this is a different one that I mentioned to you before, but they had their business appraised, not the building. This is a beautiful building. He's a builder. It's 14 bed. They're in Kansas City. The building was appraised for 2.3 or 2.7, but the business inside that building was appraised for $1.4 million. Just the business was appraised for 1.4 plus the real estate. He's got two of them up and running right now. The businesses combined over $3 million in value, the equity and the real estate, a million bucks. He started three years ago and he just broke ground on his third home. This young lady came up at our national convention the very first year and said, thank you. We got your course. We've got four of these homes. It's changed our lives. Thank you. Mitch and Jen, you see them on the left and the red and the white. They're on their seventh home in Colorado. Donald and Talinda, they're also in Kansas. He's a builder. And he said, instead of building another home for somebody else, I'm going to build a care home for myself. Lowe's got four of these homes and he's building a 96 bed community right now. Carla Lee came to the training and in three years time ended up with nine homes, nine homes in three years, no experience to start. Shams and Nisha live in Canada, but they invest in Florida and they love the assisted living. Rob and his family right here, they're in Texas and Sean also, he's the one that I mentioned just had his appraised for 1.3. I love to see these pictures and see these people, Rocky and Sherry, their goal is to have a hundred of these homes level five and sell them off to the hedge funds for hundreds of millions. Yes, you can scale this. Your timing is good. So tonight, I've touched the tip of the iceberg. And knowledge is the key to everything that you do. I'd rather learn from your errors and mistakes than mine. All right? It's a lot cheaper tuition. I'd rather learn from yours. But I'm willing to show you what I've done. And tonight, I've had the opportunity to touch the tip of the iceberg. But I said I was going to give you a copy of my free book, and I'd like to do that. And if you'd like to learn more, there's an opportunity for you to do a webinar, give us a call, and have that conversation. But all you need to do is go to that easy website, ral101.com, ral101.com. You can download the book instantly, and then we can go from there. I appreciate you allowing me to share. And Diego, thanks for coming back on. I'm sure you must have some questions. or Well, absolutely. Here's what's important out of the amount of information that, that you have and that you give. I stay quiet because... It's amazing. And I really want to let you know one thing. It's about your why. And, and I've always been wanting to tell you this. There is a segment, like, for example, I'm, I'm from Colombia. I'm Hispanic. So we're from a very matriarch uh, um, a, um, a culture yeah. that before my mom, she's living with me. She's in Colorado. And, but when she gets older, because of what I've seen and from what I've been able to experience with you, I'm feeling a lot better putting her in a home like that when that time comes. And Great. because, you know, you know, there's a culture difference, you know, people from different ethnicities, different uh, countries, parents stay, parents go. And from a very matriarch environment, that is huge, especially in the United States, because the Hispanic population is exploded. And, and that, guys, is another avenue in why this is such an advantage. Just that's a whole other population outside of what Gene James was talking about. Love awesome. It. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, I, uh, 
there are members that, that we have at Strata Ventures that, that have been inquiring and are going to be definitely playing a role here with your company. Um, Lynn, Lynn Michael Perez, who's one of our members, she's actually going through, I think, one of your, um, uh, I think it's where the, uh, the technical side where they become administrators. You guys have a whole operational background to this, which, yeah. is, which is great. It's just not, not saying here, invest in this. It's, um, it's telling you, let's show you how to do it. You know, yeah. how are you going to run this correctly? Because your why is your why, but if you don't know how to do it, <laughs> you can definitely mess that why up. Yep. I totally agree. I, I usually spend a lot more time on that, but you are spot on, Diego. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's see if we have a question here that came through. Uh, it says, does the average baby boomer have that kind of money? Question mark. We keep hearing how Social Security is bankrupt and how Social Security checks a check is like $2,000 a month. So I'm yeah. assuming he's talking about the responsibility. Yeah, we don't focus on people who are on the edge financially. And you are right. First of all, let me, the average senior doesn't have much money at all. They don't, certainly don't have this kind of money. Their game plan is to basically spend all of their money, spend all of their assets, and then go to the state and say, please, can I have some? The state's going to pay $2,000 a month. That's kind of the average around the country to pay for their long-term care. But I've already told you the average is $4,000 a month. So their $2,000 a month is not going to go very far. It's going to be in a bad home. And that's why Diego and I are looking at it the same way. It's like, hey, I could put my mom in there. I could put my father-in-law in there. Someday I'll move in there and live for free and charge 10 other people 4000 or more. So we focus on a whole different clientele. And another question came through here, Gene, saying, what about uh, HOA restrictions, interference in the business model? I know you guys yeah. have it covered. <laughs> That's all I know. We do. We do. I love the question, though, because you're spot on the... You know, the, the Federal Fair Housing Act for landlords, that's like a dirty sentence. We don't like that. But actually for senior housing, it's great because it protects. You cannot discriminate against the elderly or the disabled. And elderly are considered disabled if they're in assisted living. So because of that, and we have an attorney in our National Association who's a specialist in building codes, zoning codes, HOA. She has helped a lot of our students get through the gauntlet city city planning councils, uh, HOAs, et cetera. There's a lot of HOAs that have illegal things on their books. You can't do this, you must do that. We're not operating a business, it's a group home for the elderly, it's not multifamily. We do it in a residential setting. You can do it with the HOA, but if there's a neighborhood across the street with no HOA, do it there, it's easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got another question here is, do you set up the business as a nonprofit or a for-profit? Mine are for-profit, but we do have students who do nonprofit. It's not required. Uh, there are some tax benefits, if you will. Uh, you can get donations made to you. You could probably go to the food kitchen and get food donated to you. I think some people do like the idea of, ah, my mom's care home is a nonprofit, so they feel better about it. Like, I know my five grand is a lot, but it's not pro it's nonprofit. By the way, the NFL was nonprofit till five years ago. Yes, that's right. So, so that's the tax code. It's just a... It really means nothing, but short answer, no, you don't have to be. And Toby said this on a webinar that I was on with them the other week is Ikea is a nonprofit. I don't know if it blew my mind away. You might want to ask him, but Ikea is a, is a nonprofit. Wow. Um, here, it doesn't we got, surprise me. We got another um, question here. It says nonprofit is a status, not a way of doing business. I think that was just an answer. Uh, yeah, that. please. If you're doing a no-profit business, stop. <laughs> Don't do it, okay? Non-profit so is tax status. 
So I have a, here's, here's a question directly from me to you. And I just want to get your opinion because sure. I value it. <laughs> is when I when I invest in real estate, whether it's for a passive income or whether it's for, for a rental I mean, for a flip, I do not go near pools. I, I, I just the, having a pool is something that it just it's just it, you lose too much too much of your market share when somebody comes into your area, and it depends on the area. But right. I saw in some of the properties that you guys have, there are pools. Some of them have pools, and some of them don't have pools. What are, what's your mindset behind that? Because I know that will come across in people's minds. Sure. In, in assisted living, senior housing, it's not a good idea. So I would, I would not do it. The, the homes that you saw uh, pictures of or in person when you saw that, it was because in Arizona, 70% of all homes do have pools. So you're taking it out and that can be very expensive if you can't get the equipment to it. Yeah. So in those cases, we just put up a fence. Nobody's using the pool. Uh, but no, you don't want a pool in senior housing liability, need an extra caregiver who's also a lifeguard, done, pool's closed. Great. So your market will dictate that. And then obviously, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Let's see here if we have any other questions there, guys. Uh, you know, Gene's here to answer those for us. Let's see. We have here. Oh, you know, here I go. Think, go ahead. I'm go sorry. for it. What would be the average cost of retrofitting furniture in a business? And it's a big depends because there's some homes I've walked in. It's as if it were designed for this exact purpose. And then there's other homes you walk in and you know that you're going to have to do massive rehab because you want to add space, convert the garage into living space, add bathrooms, etc. The furniture itself, you know, when you think about a home, uh, you have beds, nightstands, lamp, dresser. So you've got that, which might be $2,000 or less per bedroom. You've got the family room. You've got the kitchen. So altogether, you might have ten to 20000 in furniture, furnishings, equipment, uh, just like you would in a home. You just don't quite realize it. And this home is well used and TVs all over, et cetera. Uh, but when it comes to the renovations, I think the low end, you're talking ten grand, And on the high end, we've had students do hundreds of thousands of dollars where they're doubling the size of the house. Um, actually, here's a great case study. Uh, north of Dallas in a place, actually north of Austin, uh, one of our, we just did a virtual tour with one of our students. They bought the house for 350. They put 500,000 into it. So altogether, they're in for like a million dollars. And this thing is perfect, meaning it's in the exact right area. They took a house that needed a bunch of renovations, did everything to it. It's like new. And this home itself, licensed for 14, they literally are just opening up. They have six people on the waiting list ready to move in. So six people moving in at about five, six grand each per person. So 14 of them in a house, they're looking for their next location right now. Wow. And, and you know, you just said one thing earlier in regards to licensing. And I know state of Texas is, uh, is at 16. Yeah. Um, for a person that's getting involved for the first time, you know, those types of compliance and, and, and licensing matters, your company handles all of that. You know, well, we teach or, you. How they to teach you. You teach how, correct. You, you, what, what is that saying? You teach a man, you give a man a fish, eats for a day, you teach him how to fish, he leaves. That's, <laughs> that's right. I want you to eat for a lifetime. So, you know, there's three parts to the licensing. And first of all, don't let it freak you out. In Texas, for instance, if you were to go and download the application for it, it's like 17 pages long. And you that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. 
and you and you're looking at this going, this is crazy but here's the reality there's 12 questions 11 of them are pretty much on the first three pages the rest of it is just redundant information mm -hmm. tell me everybody who's involved there's six pages of fill in the blank with nothing on it so don't get overwhelmed the the key is there's three pieces the property needs to be safe and there's more detail to it you need somebody who's qualified to run the home management and you need paperwork policies and procedures those are the three elements. I don't want you to be the manager. You could be, but I don't want you to be. You be the real estate play. You can be the business owner, have somebody else manage that business, lease the real estate from yourself. You decide which part you want to play. Okay. And let me make sure I understood this correctly here. The OLO yep. means that if I have, because obviously I run my business, you know, we have all of our member base and we're, we're expanding yep. and my wife would kill me if I cut myself into another piece is that if, if I had capital and I wanted to say, Gene, I want one of these operations in, let's say, the Aurora, Littleton, Denver area, because, I mean, that's, that's where my mom lives. Um, and she loves it because she walks, you know, she walks the ridges and Castle Pines and everything, which I think is nuts. But it's nice it is. Um, and at, at that point, would I be able to say, do you have somebody that has already taken the model of your business? And then we can invest with them. And you're providing basically an educated component to this. Is, am I, did I understand that correctly? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you an answer, but I'm going to give it to you two ways. One, okay. if you're looking to invest in anybody's, whether it be a fund that I have or a project that I'm involved in or know about or somebody else's, three keys are we want to make sure that the, the location is good, the uh, operations and the opportunity are all in place. The key part, I mean, location, I can teach you. Operations, I'm going to have somebody else do. But that, mm -hmm. that location is critically important. So you mentioned a very nice area, and that's great. But it's the operator that really is going to be the key. And when I say operator, <clears throat> that's the person who's either there day-to-day -day or is running the project day-to-day. -day. So do I have an opportunity for somebody who says, I just want to write a check for hundred grand and invest? The answer is yes separate company, uh, there is an opportunity there. If you were to get very specific and say this area in Colorado, that I'd say no. It's wherever okay. the, the good deal is and the good operator is, that's the deal at this moment in time. Okay, okay, makes total sense there. Um, so here, we're here at 7.30, Gene. I think we've got uh, one more question here. Uh, oh, hey, YK, he's actually uh, one of our members out of Portland. Uh, an amazing guy. He's, he's into, he loves the, the multifamily assisted living in these models. Uh, really nice guy. And he's also a Taekwondo master. <laughs> so he's disciplined. He's got I mean, two I'm, questions. I'm good, man. No, no problem with me here. <laughs> okay. Here's the first one. Is there any difference between states and licensing process and permit business plus uh, building for assisted living facilities? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, he's in a state where this is very known there in Oregon. So in Portland, Oregon, this is very known. There's about 1,700 homes in the state of Oregon. This concept of a family, uh, there it's it's called different things in different states. But in Oregon, I'm pretty sure it's called a, uh, I don't want to give it to you wrong. It's called something different. And I believe the limit is six people. And Washington is six and they're going to eight. But what that means is even though there's, uh, there's no federal guideline, every state has their own rules and regs. Those rules and regs, a lot of times, the first thing we want to look at is where can I do this and then how many people can I have in it? What's the census? So Oregon limits you to like six. So the, the result, the prices are much higher. 
So nobody's paying four grand in Oregon. They're paying six and seven grand because there's less people, less income. You have to charge more. Uh, there's also typically one caregiver in that home taking care of those six people, which that's a lot of work for one caregiver. I would much rather be in a place where I can have 10, 12, 15, 16, because then I can have two caregivers during the day, one at night, mm -hmm. or 16 people in Texas. I do three caregivers during the day, two at night. Great care, great ratios, great income. But yes, every state's different. Okay. From the investor perspective, uh, what would be a good strategy, either new construction or rehab the facility? We have a lot of students who are choosing the uh, new construction route because I harp on, I teach on location. So you can find mm -hmm. the location, but maybe not just quite the right house. And cost-wise, many times it's almost the same when you buy something and renovate it versus just build it new the way mm -hmm. you want it. Uh, so from an investment standpoint, I'm going to still say, I'm not as interested in that as much as I am. Who's that operator? If you're Excellent. putting money in, it's that operator, whether they decide to do new build or, or something else, it's that operator that I'm betting on. It's the jockey, not the horse. Okay. And I think here, one last question to respect your time, sir, is can you invest with your IRA? Yes, but right. So, or yes. And, but you know how the deal when it comes to IRAs, you can't get personal benefit. So if your mom moves into the assisted living home, you got personal benefit. If you drive income, you get personal benefit. If you paint the wall, you get personal benefit. I don't know how that works with the IRS, but there it is. Having said that, the but, there are lots of IRA companies, typically not the bigger ones, but the smaller ones that are saying, we'll let you open up an LLC. We'll let you put money in the LLC, invest in the LLC, and the LLC happens to be buying this real estate or this business over here. So it's a little different flow of that, but you have to work with the right uh, retirement company that allows you to do that. All right. And so I think Kyle, Jeff, and, and from my part, Gene, amazing, sir. Your your whole philosophy, your whole business model in itself is definitely that aligns with with everybody who we work with. And, and we are so fortunate to be able to bring this out here to the Strata Ventures and the Real Estate IQ uh, audience. Um, I so appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, you are welcome. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Gene. Yeah. So let me just take over uh, the screen again. Thank you so much for that very wonderful presentation, Gene. And this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding with 45,000 leads every month. And our guarantee is you will always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. And we would appreciate your feedback. So at the end of this webinar, you'll be getting a link of a feedback form. Hopefully we could ask you to fill that one up so we could, uh, uh, we would know what you guys want and how we could improve our webinars. So here's our customer service details. And these details will also be posted by my partner, Jeff, on the chat box. Just so if you need it, we got the number and the email address and we guarantee you a two-hour response time if you call our customer service. And we also got freebies that we are offering and we got our third poll coming right up. And you, all you have to do is answer this next poll that we have. There you go. It's all about freebies. And if you missed... They, the, the poll that's about the free 45-minute one-on-all deal finding training, you can request for that one on the chat box. Just uh, type in demo and then we'll take note of your details so that our team 
could schedule your um, free one-on-one deal finding training. And you can also register to all our uh, deal finding training webinars. Just visit realestateiq.co slash events. All um, deal finding training schedules are on that website. And we also got this community portal wherein you can join. And this works uh, just like a social media page, just like uh, Facebook. And it's uh, just that it's all about real estate. So if you're interested, go to community.realestateiq.co. And just like um, what I mentioned earlier, you can go to realestateiq.co slash events for all our free webinars, including the deal finding training, wherein you will learn more about the REIQ REIQ tools. So um, here are the contact details of Gene and Diego. So if you want to reach out to them, if you got further questions or if you want um, just to contact them, about um, any business, um, you can check them out on these contact details. And that is also um, available on the chat box. You can copy paste those details on your computer through the chat box. And we'll be pulling up the last um, poll right now, which is all about webinar updates. And by the way, before we go, I'll just leave that poll and I'd like to thank personally in behalf of Real Estate IQ, Diego and Jean. And uh, we'll stay here on the webinar for a couple more minutes for you to answer the last poll that we have. And have a great day, everybody. And happy deal finding. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.